Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Still Campbell, and still maybe a chance, and it is to Dennis Azar, William could be in here! Chelsea should be through here! Another score! Melno! Heartbreak for Manchester United! Support from Sterling! He's done it again! Ronaldo! Ravenous! I'm Rio Ferdinand and this is the BT Sport Champions League podcast. Last night Arsenal were in Athens for a crucial group decider with Olympiakos while Chelsea's qualification hopes also hung in the balance as they welcomed Porto at Stamford Bridge. Elsewhere, Gary Neville made his debut as Valencia head coach with a home tie against Lyon, and champions Barcelona travelled to Bayer Leverkusen. Joining me for the best BT sport analysis were Gary Lineker, Ian Wright, Stephen Gerrard, Jake Humphreys, Glenn Hoddle and Gianluca Vialli. What a lovely ball that is. Beautiful for Monreal. Giroud! And it's in! Arsenal have a goal! Still Campbell, and still maybe a chance, and it is to Dennis Giroud! They're claiming a handball, and it's a penalty kick from Real Zappen. Was handled. This third goal would almost certainly be the clincher if Giroud can put it away. He can! So cool! Hero of the night! I must say I'm very proud of the team because we need to be right on the mental side on the tactical side as well and uh, at 2-0 we needed to push uh, for a third goal because it was very dangerous to stay at 2-0 and we, we had, we had uh, the perfect game. Tonight we uh, needed a complete team performance, what it was. Uh, this team is really a team and they're showing it again tonight. Arsenal have pulled it off for the 16th year in a row, but I rather doubt it has ever felt as special as this time to make it to the knockout stage. A memorable, historical, brilliant performance from Arsenal. They had injuries aplenty, but nothing was going to stop them this evening. Against an Olympiacos team who've won seven of their last eight home games in the Champions League. There's confirmation. Bayern Munich go through as leaders, of course, but Arsenal once again are in the knockout stage. And I have to give the first word to Ian Wright, who I tell you has been dancing around our football pitch. And, and we've fantastic. just managed to rein him in. It's Ian. fantastic. It's a fantastic um, performance. Um, you know, when they started, it's an uphill task for them. I thought they played very well, with a lot of discipline. and. They got the, got the chances, took the, took the chances, and, you know, it, it was very comfortable in the end. Mm. Very comfortable. I'm, I'm delighted for him. And I think Arsene Wenger showed a lot of faith in the team, maybe because he's seen them 
you know what I mean, do stuff like that in training, but we just don't see that consistent good play all the time. That's why you can't call what they're going to do, but I called it tonight, if mm. I'm going to be totally honest. You, you certainly did. Yeah, I did, yeah. You always say Arsenal yeah. will win, so <laughs> in that... You know. Law of averages. <laughs> exactly, you got Law there in averages. the end. You got there in the end. <laughs> Stephen, 11 years ago, you scored in a game where you had to beat Olympiacos by 2 No, You went on to win the Champions League. Could it happen again? <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. There's a lot of hard work to do if they're going to achieve that. But um, they were fantastic tonight, all over the pitch. Um, we said that the, you know, we knew they had the firepower going forward. Could they be solid defensively and keep that important clean sheet? And defensive to a man tonight, Arsenal was superb. Rio, put that performance uh, into perspective for us. And maturity, uh, composure, um, in a pressure cooker situation where they had to get a result, they stood up. And 11 men out there on the pitch today, and Arsenal Wenger to take a lot of credit for that tactic spot on. Wonderful yeah. performance from Arsenal, and a striker's perspective on a brilliant performance from Olivier Giroud. Yeah, well, like I said at the start, he's one of those. If he's in, if he's in the mood and he's holding it up, which we needed him to do today, to get the ball into Özil once it went into him and get Theo on the on the on the run and on the third third man run, then he's going to cause a problem. I think that after a while he he started doing that. I think there's a couple of instances what I saw, what we saw, uh, real where he he done everything he could just to keep keep possession. And in the end, he deserved yeah. he deserved his hat trick. And you know, he, Joel Campbell's got to get a, 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 a bit of praise as well because he was fantastic today. Mm. Simply think, I, I said at the start of the. The, sh the show that, you know, Oxlade should be um, in and around it. But, like, when you watched and saw what, um, what Campbell done today, it, it deserves his place. And the manager got his game plan spot on, Steve? He got a tactic spot on. You've got to give Arsene Wenger a lot of credit. Um, you know, all over the pitch, all the players stood up for him and turned out tonight. I thought he was superb, every single one of them. Uh, summed up by Kachelny's performance. You know, last-ditch tattles, um, big headers, important interceptions. You know, Jury will get all the headlines and maybe man of the match, but for me, Kachelny was superb tonight. So you need, with a performance like this and an achievement like this, you need everybody together, and they certainly were, weren't they? Yeah, you, you need a platform at the back to be able to build on. You need that, um, the intensity. But I think today they showed a few things today. Focus, composure, uh, management of the game. These are three things that are very important in the team being successful. They've got to do that now on a consistent basis. That's been the problem. That must be the frustration for, for the management and Arsene Wenger and at this club. You can see it. You see it every now and again. You saw it against Manchester United at the Emirates. They can do it, but they've got to do it all the time. And, and that must be a really frustrating thing for, for a manager to see. But these guys today, to a man, they were fantastic. Olivier Giroud. He gets a lot of stick, and we, it's, you know, from a lot of people, a lot of high-profile yeah. people from Arsenal. And Unwarranted. So um, I think with the goals he scored, I do feel it is a bit unwarranted. Um, yes, I think he could be more of a, of a big man and hold it up a lot more. That's the only problem I've got with him. But he scores goals and he scores goals regularly for Arsenal. And um, with, with Theo in the team and with Ozil in the team playing like he is, with Sanchez to come back, it's, it's looking good for him. It's looking good for Arsenal. And I hope he proves a lot of people wrong in that respect. That's um, pretty accurate stuff there, isn't it? Four shots, four on target, three goals, Rio. Doesn't get much better. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a perfect night all round for him. But I, the confidence that this will give him is, is huge. I think he's been under pressure for a number of weeks. But I think the confidence he'll get from this, scoring them goals in such an important game, it's all about scoring against a team that you expected. But this was a high-pressure situation. They needed the result and he comes out being the man. He'll be walking around with his chest out and saying, yeah, get the ball into me, I'm your man now. And that's great to see for Arsenal fans. They've got a good team. Uh, but the mentality, I think, has got to, got to step up a level if they're going to go beyond uh, the next phase for me, really. They've got to do it on a consistent basis in the league and then bring that to the Champions yeah. League too. Are they, are they contenders to actually win the thing? Not... 
Asking a lot, isn't it? It is asking a lot. I think he'd have to add maybe one or two big players in January for that to happen. Um, but on tonight's performance, it was the complete performance. Ian, what do you, I, mean, you, I mean, you've often said, haven't you, you're never quite sure which yeah. Arsenal team are going to turn up. Well, a good one turned up tonight. That's it for did, you. and um, it should put a lot of confidence into the squad, especially with players that are going to be coming back. I think that, um, like I say, it's the inconsistency that everybody at Arsenal's struggling with because you can't call that performance tonight. You just hoped that they would have done well, and that's what I hope they could have done well. And like I said, Arsene Wenger's got a lot of faith in this squad, and I think tonight, and like the Man United game you mentioned, in those games, they, they proved that they're capable of doing it, and I just feel that they need to do that more just so as people can know it and take them seriously. Mm. I, I suppose one of the key things tonight was, was defensively as well, and the two central defenders impressed you, Ria. Yeah, I mean, they were fantastic. They're, they're, they're a good pair together, to be, to be honest with you. Sometimes when, when uh, Mertesacker makes a mistake, Koscielny's round covering, and that's what you've got to do. You've got to be in, in sync with each other, know when the other man's in trouble to come round and sweep up for him, and, and know when you can actually step in front knowing that your, your partner will be behind you. I think Koscielny, for me, I've said it a couple of times, I think when he's on form, I think he's the best defender in the league for me. Mm. Um, company's not fit enough, consistently enough. I think this guy, I think he's, 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 he's turned into a real top-class defender. He's really pacey as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's got pace. He's got that rashness about him. He, he, he's got good athleticism, you know, and he's, he's very brave. He's, he's one, one of them those. I don't think you want to play against. No. Do you know what I mean? Because he's all over the He's quick, he's yeah. quite aggressive. Absolutely. It, it, the general sense of opinion is that Arsenal need to add a central defender to their squad. Do, do you agree with that? Possibly. Um, I think it's more for, for cover, you know, if Kachelny was to get an injury. Um, I think, you know, all the Arsenal supporters would start worrying. Um, but on tonight's performance, that was up with one of the best performances I've seen in Europe for a long time. You know, up there with the likes of John Terry, Carragher's and, and Rio's and Vidic in my time. That was certainly right up alongside that. Certainly was. Another performance that caught your eye, you mentioned him earlier, Joel Campbell. Yeah, he's, he's somebody else. Since the Swansea game, um, he's brilliant in that game. But... In this game, he's, he's got great ability, he's got great feet, you know what I mean? He's obviously very left-footed, but like he can take people on. He's got a good touch, he's got a good one-touch, he's got good movement. You know, he can you come and collect the ball anywhere. He's just, he's just got everything. And he's added goals, he's got goals in his game as well, but he's, he's got everything, yeah. he's got everything. I mean, to be honest, before the game, we were saying we were actually quite surprised he picked him ahead of Oxlade-Chamberlain, but his, his well, decision's justified. With the Ox, you know, it's something that I'm not sure if, if, if it's the manager's not totally convinced or whatever but he's stuck by Joel Campbell and you know while the Ox is fit and everybody's expecting great things from the Ox but it just seems to every time he gets going either it's an injury or form yeah. and like this guy looks like he comes in and he, he kind of gives you something he gives you some consistency. The, the, the other thing about Arsenal at this stage would that result perhaps disguise one or two things because the fans always want Arsenal to, and Arsene Wenger to spend a little bit in that January window. Might he now think, well, actually, I'm all right. I don't need to add. I don't think so because, you know, further on into this competition, you know, they could be coming up against the likes of Madrid, Bayern, Barcelona, and that's when, you know, you don't just need volume in your squad. You need quality uh, and European and world-class players. So um, if I was Arsene Wenger, I'd certainly go and try and strengthen again in, in January. I think... Stevie hit it the nail on the head before the game, the bench. That bench tonight, if it was called upon, if it was needed to make a change and influence this game, I don't think there was enough on that bench to do so. So I think that tells you the story in itself that investment definitely is needed to go yeah. on and be successful. But where and who? I think they need some more cover in the central defensive area. Um, I think they need a, a, a big, midfield. strong, dominant centre midfielder. Yeah. 
And I think they've saying that for a long time. Yeah, I mean, since Vieira, really, they've not had that dominant guy in midfield. So the team's changed, though. Dynamics have changed. When the, the Arsenal I used to play against years ago with the Vieiras, Petit, um, Keown, Adams. That's a powerful team. Yeah. Thierry, Bergkamp, right. It's a powerful team. This team has changed. It's a, it's a lot different team. He may be not thinking that he needs a dominant big midfielder. Probably not the moment to be critical, though. It's been a great night for Arsenal. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. One of the best, one of the best performances I've ever seen in the Champions League. Right, he's getting emotional. He's going to cry. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so delighted for the not, guys. Not really the delighted. What a way by Ramirez. Moved on by Attar, pursued by Costa, who's away from Marcano. Diego Costa, blotted out by Casillas, and did it bounce back in? The flag has stayed down. But the referee would appear to have overruled. Costa, Azar, William could be in here. Chelsea should be through here. On top of the group. They were really committed to, to, to get a, a result. I think a match for their pride. They don't want to, to go to, to Europa League, especially with, with the last game playing at, at home. Um, after a defeat three days ago at home, uh, a second consecutive one would be a, a, an attack to, 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 to their pride. So they show clearly that. But a part of that uh, attitude, uh, they were compact. They had um, always initiative. Um, they tried to win the game when the, the, the draw would be enough to, to qualify. They were not afraid of that, of that risk. And I think clearly um, they deserve to win. Two goals, three points, one place secured in the Champions League knockout stages. They go through as winners of the group. Job done and done in Stamsal in the second half, Luca. No, it was a great match. I got to say well done to these guys because it was a very complicated match. Um, and they did brilliantly. I saw a very solid, professional, effective performance. Uh, the, the level of attention never dropped throughout the game. John Terry was instrumental. Uh, they, they dealt with every situation with great care. Uh, they took it very seriously and they were very, you know, very effective going forward. So I was very impressed. Now to complete the comeback, they need, they need to beat the team top of the Premiership on Monday night. Yeah, and they, they, will, be, they will be. Yeah, yeah Leicester in the league up next for them. You said before tonight, Glenn, that this is a big deal tonight for Jose Mourinho. Lose this, fall out the Champions League, he could lose his job. Well, he was smiling tonight, the owner was smiling, the fans played their part as well. So it was quite a cathartic night for Chelsea then. Definitely, uh, and I'm pleased to say because um, it was, they found themselves in this position before where they've had a good result. Today, uh, you saw them with more intent. They really had an intent. They weren't going to get beat. They definitely were going to work hard for each other. We see it later when they scored, the reaction when the goal went in the second yeah. one. But there was this real feeling that we're going to have to do the, the, the horrible bits in football and we'll play as a team, and they did. No one was really outstanding today. Nobody you'd say, well, he was a 9 out of 10, but it was a really good team performance under some pressure. You can do that when you're beating easy, easy teams, but under immense pressure, they've come up and they've, they've really put a good performance. It was a tough night against tough opponents uh, with a lot of pressure, but I thought the team was um, outstanding. 
Um, no fancy stuff, just mm. very effective stuff, very efficient performance, solid, uh, um, professional. They really did everything with great care, whether it was passing, whether it was tackling, whether it was making runs forward or covering for, you know, between the defenders. And uh, I think that tactically mm. they were also spot on. Um, Porto were good mm. up to the final 30 metres, yeah. but then they were quite, uh, no, no end product basically. Yeah. Yeah. They got you to the edge of the seat, they didn't get you out of the seat, yeah, Porto. Correct. It was one of those scenarios. But, well, um, I tell you what bothers me though about this Chelsea result, I remember when they beat Arsenal and yeah. we all said the same yeah. thing, now the season starts. Mm -hmm. They then didn't win their next two Premier League games. This has to be different. Well, I think, I think they've got to put the energy in. This, they'll look back on this video, they'll watch it and they'll say, look, whether we like it or not, be honest with ourselves, the energy we've put in defensively and running off the ball to support the ball, we haven't done that week in and week out. They did it last year. They could win easily last year, not playing particularly well. My word, look at this Chelsea team now. They've got to really improve to win games. They're not going to play average and win games at the moment. But this was a hard-working team, working for each other. I love Fabregas. I think he's a wonderful player. Hasn't been doing it, so... The manager, Jose, has got the right situation. He's put Ramirez in there, legs and energy, and Matic to sit in there. Let's make ourselves nice and tight and let those four players ahead of us go and play and do the business. And the fullbacks didn't really get forward. Aspilicueta, Ivanovic occasionally, but not like he normally would do. So they always had this base there to go and play. Yeah. So tactically, they got it absolutely spot on. Clearly, in the Chelsea players' minds, there's a bit of a mental block when it comes to the Premier League. You know, mm. they, they've performed better in Europe and they knew that coming into this match. Yeah, they, they've, uh, they have played better in the Champions League. Not, not fantastic, but they've, they've done enough to win that group. In the league, is, it, it, John's honest enough to say they're not playing with a the confidence. They're, I said before, down pitch side, there's been an anxiety, an anxiousness about their passing, about their defending at times. Champions League, it's almost like, the well, this is different. We're putting that aside. Mm. We're going in. These guys know we're not at our very best, but the focus hasn't been so much you know, media-wise as it is at home with the Premier League. It's almost like a fresh start for them when they've come into the Champions League. But they were, tr they were very good tonight in the sense that they worked so hard. Both of them were honest to say the team functioned how they wanted to function and consequently they've got a great result. Yeah, and William again, impressive. William, Azad, Oscar, I thought they were key tonight. Um, well, we all know about what they can do when they go forward. Um, they provide tonight a tremendous amount of quality, assists, they went past, um, skipped past defenders, everything was there. But what really impressed me was the effort that they put in their performance in getting back when mm. needed. They really track their wing backs uh, all, the, you know, all the way back to, like, in line with the back four. And um, obviously, you can't ask them to do that on every single match, but tonight was so important. They did it, and then, as well, they provided quality okay. up front. Jose obviously believes this, this luck thing that he talks about, that they don't have the luck in the Premier League, they got the luck tonight, and they did. If we take a look at the first goal, there's no doubt about it, there was a bit of luck. But that's not really been the story of this season for Chelsea, has it? I agree, I don't think so. I think that they were lucky tonight because they deserve to be lucky, because they've done the right things throughout the match. And when you make that kind of run, yeah. uh, the timing is great. For eh? me, that's the luck. A poor decision defensively. Mm. Your last man, he goes to ground. All that there, I don't know. I'm, I'm, that's a great position, you know, the, the assistant referee's been in. He's made the decision, not the, not the referee. But I don't know, lady luck doesn't sort of dish out to one moment a bit of luck and then you're not going to get a bit of luck. You earn, look. Five you earn. That's a fair bit of luck, isn't you it? Earn. Yeah, but you, they, they've put them under pressure. 
So it isn't luck. They've got in one on one on the goalkeeper. Mm. He's made a save. It's come back out and it's hit the fellow and gone in. Yeah, Another day it doesn't go over in the Premier League and he says, oh, we're not getting the luck. No, it doesn't work like that. They were determined today. His runs were better. Mm. So consequently, they've got in behind more. They've got in the box more. More bodies in the box. Luck comes round that way a little bit that way because you earn it. You don't just get it thrown at you and given out to you. You have to earn your luck. And I think this t today, not only is it the result that is important for Chelsea, and we ask, we say about a springboard, or we can, can they go on? Mm. It's the way they played. For me, that was the most determined they've looked all season, as determined as they looked last season. And they got through games not playing well, but they, they earned their luck or they earned their, their, their decisions to get the goals. So at the end of the day, this is a real big, big game for them in many ways, in many ways. And you know what, they did it tonight with 39% possession, the lowest of the whole season so far. Mm. Yeah, but it's what you do when you've got the ball that really matters. But I thought that um, they made a big improvement also from the physical, from a, from a physical point of view. Sometimes physicality and conditions are underestimated, but I thought that uh, tonight they look sharper. Well, they impose themselves. Yeah, they impose them. They arrive on the ball one second or half a second earlier. Mm. They made the run with a bit more determination. They're yeah. faster, so I thought that the physical improvement... At, at the beginning of the season, to me, they look extremely tired, as if they had not recharged the battery during the summer break. Now they look Absolutely. fit. Absolutely, and we both sensed that before. Yes. Down pitch and side. We both said, look at them, how focused they are. They looked as if they were so determined as a team. They've got to do that every game now. If they do that every game, come February, when the, when the Champions League comes round again, they could mm. be a different animal completely. They could be a team They go, oh, we don't want to play Chelsea at the moment. Right, let's talk then about what Jose needs to do to go from where they are now to success further on in the Champions League. January strengthening, what do you want to see happen? On the transfer, transfer mm. market, well, I think... It depends on what happens to Falcao. I hope he can get back to where he belongs, which he used to be a top, a top class striker. But if he doesn't improve, I think that Chelsea should go out there and find a striker that they can play both in the Premiership and in the Champions League. Are you available? Uh, I'll, you know, if he gives me a call, I'll make myself. I just need a couple of weeks to. No, but uh, I, th I think somebody to replace Diego Costa okay. if he's not fit is what Chelsea need. That should be a, a huge confidence boost to Chelsea, all the players and the supporters, because they've had a difficult time. Which is probably as important as anything at the moment for them in the way their season's going. Yeah, of course. It's all about them trying to recover and trying to string a run of results together to build the confidence. And, but tonight you're seeing all Chelsea's big players play well, and that's the key for them. Also as well, they probably had the, you know, when things are going against you, don't get the rub of the green, do you? But the first goal, yeah. a bit of luck for Chelsea, yeah, just I, what they need. Yeah, it's, it's what they need because I think every interview you've heard recently from Mourinho has been about luck, bad luck. Yeah. And this was good fortune, this was good luck. The, you see the, uh, the fourth official here, the fifth official, along the touchline, his movement there to see where the ball is. Fantastic position to be in there. He looks intense and he was intent on getting that decision right and he did. It was perfect. He did, didn't he? I'm saying Costa, we've got to say with Costa, this is the first time we've seen him for a long time. He looks really determined to get in behind people. Yeah. No goal line technology, of course, in, in, the, in the Champions League at present. William, you can see he's been the star of Chelsea's season, mm -hmm. a, a tough season, obviously, but this kind of says he's, he's all over the pitch, he's everywhere. I think he was brilliant for them last year. Only that Hazard was, you know, probably the best player um, in the league. Um, but William, for me, has been brilliant for a long time now. And because Hazard maybe fell away a bit and his form hasn't been too good, you know, we're seeing how good William is. Um, I know Liverpool at the time were really close to getting him, um, 
I think Roman offered him a few more, a few more pounds, but <laughs> he's certainly a top player and he's showing that he's, he's certainly a world-class talent. I think a big thing for Chelsea is they've got experience in this competition. They're, they've got John Terry, the Ivanovic's, uh, the, the Costa, they've got Fabregas. These people have played in this tournament. Some of them, they've won it. They know how to get the job done. In, in some ways, Stephen, despite the fact that they're you know, way down in the league, Chelsea are probably, you know, realistically, if you look at the players they've got, conceivable winners of this competition. They've certainly got all the tools, um, but they need them players on form. Yeah. I think the reason they're struggling in the league is because all their big players have been off form. And I think Costa's the key to this team. You know, you've seen the clips earlier on uh, where he's not movement, and then you see the clips in the highlights and he's running everywhere like he was last season and that helps the midfielders because it gives them an option and you love playing with forwards that move and, and he, he certainly did tonight. Gary Neville's Valencia drop into the Europa League. This management business is, is better here in the studio, isn't it? <laughs> Certainly more comfortable. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, like a difficult evening um, I'm there but I don't think Gary would have been going in there expecting it to be all roses straight away. I think he knows there's hard work. Um, they're not in the like mid-table where they are for nothing. Um, he's going to have to work out his team, his squad, he's the, the best formation that suits the, uh, the team. So he's got work to do, but Gary's a hard-working person. I think he'll take all them hard-working um, traits into, into management. Yeah, not only that, he's clearly got a great football brain, as we've seen so frequently, but, but and it, it's early days. But it's a tough first job, isn't it? It's a massive first job, yeah. a big, big challenge for Gary. Um, but, you know, if anyone can sort them out defensively to stop them leaking goals, you know, Gary's the man to do it because he'll certainly leave no stone unturned. I've seen that with England first-hand, you know, how diligent he is defensively, so hopefully he'll sort them out. You fancy the managerial route, Stephen, or...? Not after seeing that, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's a dreadful occupation, that's for sure. There's no doubt about that. It's, it's tough. You know, the people like Gary Monk today went, didn't he, Bro, as well? You know, the pressure after a couple of losses. OK, uh, we'll move on. <laughs> Always good to see a little bit of Messi. Um, no, Mar no Neymar, no Suarez playing for Barcelona this evening. Sort of slightly weaker side than normal, but um, nice little finish from uh, Leo. Yeah, I mean, you want to see the best players performing. He's been out for a while. He's come back straight away. He just shows you mm. this pass what he's gave. This pass, yeah. This pass. Stevie was all over this. Great pass. The vision to spot Messi's run. And just the way he panics. <laughs> 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 just so calm and collected. What, right what about Chicharito? United have missed a trick here, haven't they? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, this, this guy, he guarantees you 15-plus goals a season, whether he's coming off the bench or whether he's starting, he guarantees you them amount of goals. Where are you going to find in that? the last 11, I think. Exactly. I mean, we see after this that he has a bit of an argument with his, one of his uh, teammates because he doesn't pass him the ball. Give me the ball. I've got 12 in 11 games. Give me the ball. Never seen that side of him in before? No, but, like, um, I, I think Bellarabi's a little bit out of order confronting him like that when you consider how many goals he's got. You get the ball to him. Mm. Get the ball to him. Yeah. I wouldn't be having that off of Bellarabi if he's done that to me. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be having that at all. No. Not after if I scored that many goals as well. <laughs> He'd know about it. I'd put his, his tyres down, I'd do something <laughs> to him. On Tuesday, there were mixed fortunes for the Manchester clubs as United bowed out following a defeat in Wolfsburg and City beat Borussia Mönchengladbach to top their group. Meanwhile, Cristiano Ronaldo was on fire, hitting four goals as Real Madrid put eight past Malmo and Atletico Madrid one at Benfica to top their group. Here's more of the best bits of Paul Scholes, Michael Owen and Harry Redknapp. That's Mata playing it through towards Martial. What a chance for Anthony Martial! And he takes it! And in it goes and it's swept in by Naldo! And a 
it's the perfect response from Wolfsburg. Well, Trax has got ability to do this and combine with Cruiser. Fantastic! What a goal that was from Wolfsburg. Top Champions League quality. The finish from Verenia. Bailey Blinn sends it in. Marrow and Fellaini wins the header and it's sent it into his own Manchester United have got the goal. And it goes towards Naldo who gets his head to it on the score. Naldo, heartbreak for Manchester United. Almost straight away. I think it is a crazy match. We scored uh, the goals now. They are cancelling goals. Still, uh, we had chances, but they have also chances. When we when we score, they scored uh, after two minutes. Again, also the winning goal. It's after two minutes we uh, equalised. So we had the chance to win. I think we've uh, fought for the win, but it was. Uh, with 10 men at the end, we could uh, do more than what we have done. Well, Louis van Gaal said that Manchester United did not have the quality to win the Champions League this season, and so it proved to be. Manchester United are out at the group stage phase. Wolfsburg go through, they win the group. PSV go through with them, who came from behind to beat CSK Moscow. Remarkable scenes in Germany there thrilled with it but what a game of football extraordinary really considering that Manchester United said to have been dull to watch for most of the season but certainly wasn't the case this evening an extraordinary game yeah but at this level if you don't defend you get punished and that was the case today they had a couple of opportunities up front um, Wolfsburg rode their luck a little bit but again they've not been good enough through the course of this uh, campaign uh, they've dropped points at home and um, they, they can't think themselves unlucky. They didn't deserve to qualify at this group the way they've played, I wouldn't say. A massive blow to Manchester United, Paul, not to be in the knockout phase of the Champions League. Where does this leave Louis van Gaal? Under pressure? Yeah, I think it will be a little bit. Um, I think he'll, he'll look at the injuries he's had for this game. It's not, um, he's not been in a great situation. But we have to say the young players who played tonight did well. And you know, for the first time in a while, it's quite an exciting game to watch. But... You know, the home game, the home game against PSV was, was, the, was the killer, really. You know, you, you go to Wolfsburg tonight and you see the, how much you're trying to score goals and that PSV game last half an hour, no urgency, no threat, no quality. It was, United just look like an average team, really, and with an average team, you get average performances. Average team, Michael? Manchester Definitely. United? Yeah, they have been all season. It's no, tonight's no surprise, I don't think. I mean... You know, they have been like that. They put themselves under pressure for, you know, one mammoth performance to, to try to get them through the group. But this has been a culmination of, of quite a while. In fact, it's probably last season as well as this season. It's, it's, it's been pretty average. So there's, there's no surprise. I said I didn't fancy them to win tonight. I thought they were going to have to rely on a, a result from elsewhere. And, and unfortunately, they couldn't rely on Moscow to, to do the business. But, you know, they can't save themselves. They're getting seven or eight points in, a, mm. in the group and in a relatively easy group. It's just not good enough. You look at the, that league table there, you look at the teams in there and you just expect Manchester United to just kind of walk through that, put them teams to the side and put them to bed, especially at home. And they haven't done that. And I think when you consider the amount of money they've spent, 250 plus million, and to have to go to the last game to get a result, um, it's disappointing. And, um, and you can understand the fans' frustrations um, that pressure's creeping up on, on Louis van Gaal now because, as I said, when that money's spent, expectation rises and you've got to be able to produce uh, at a given moment. And far too often, um, Manchester United have been left wanting, especially in the Champions League. Mm. What is wrong with them, Paul? Considering the amount of money they've spent, have they just wasted that amount of money? Or? 
<laughs> well, <laughs> you'd have to say they've not, not bought as well as they probably could have done. Um, I think goal, goals are the biggest problem. When you're relying on a, a 19, 20-year-old kid to, to be scoring your goals, it's just, it's just not right. They should be proven goal scorers there. And as we've seen at the start of the season, proven goal scorers are, uh, have left the club, which, you know, it's... That's where they've failed in you know, really having that killer instinct. Now, Marshall, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be a brilliant player for Man United. The only thing he lacks is that killer instinct. There's a chance that will come up with years to come. But United should not be relying on a 19, 20-year-old kid, especially when you spent £250 million. Yeah. Where do they go from here? Spend millions more in the, the, the transfer window? Yes, they probably <laughs> will, but whether they can rely on Louis van Gaal to, to spend those millions is the big question. Mm. Spend them wisely. Well, exactly, and... and I don't look at it and just think of tonight. I don't look at it and just think this season. I look at the 18 months or so that Louis van Gaal's been in charge and, and lads have already said £250 million plus they've he's spent. They weren't in Europe last season, so he had all the focus, all the focus on the Premier League and the Cups. They got stuffed by MK Dons mm. 4-0. They got knocked out the FA Cup um, by Arsenal. They scrambled into fourth in the league. Man United, you're happy with fourth in the league. Mm. And then this season started, they've been knocked out by Middlesbrough in the League Cup. They've been knocked out by, you know, in an easy group in the Champions League. And they're playing poorly week in, week out. It's just, it's, it's not now, it's 18 months of below par with all that money. It's, it's just... Well, the way you're talking, do you think Louis van Gaal should lose his job? Well, I think he's under severe pressure yeah. now. I mean, you know... They've got the FA Cup that they've been given a, a, a reasonably good draw. Um, obviously, they're into the Europa League now as well, so he's got two lifelines there. His league form or the position in the league is, is you know, mm. is keeping him afloat at the moment. But there's got to be huge, huge questions well, now. It, it's 18 months of this. Yeah, with, even um, like keeping clean sheets like they've done all season, they've got a good defensive record. But within them clean sheet games, they've given up a lot of chances and they've relied on David De Gea to keep them mm. uh, some clean sheets and Chris Smalling's performances. But around that, they've given up chances galore. Mm. And it's like tonight, nice like tonight against good teams in the Champions League, you get punished mm. when you make mistakes. Crisis point? Yeah, probably. Um, it's typically, look, he, he, he will say he's had a lot of injuries, which he has, yeah. You, you have to give him that, but it's just it's just not been good enough. It's a you know it's a it's going to be a long a long difficult season. They're still in the league. They're only three points off the league. Uh, yeah. Off the league, Europa League won't be happy about it. FA Cup. He's got to try and get to the final of the FA Cup. He's got to try and give the fans something. Now, Michael said last year that you know fourth wasn't good enough. I think it probably was from the year before. It was a stabilis stabilisation period, which was good. Now fourth isn't good enough. Ultimately, Manchester United are in in the Europa League, and that's not where they want to be. Yeah, I mean, it's embarrassing. Um, listen, I was in a, in a squad that went into the Europa League. It's an embarrassment. You don't want to come out of your house. You go to walk, to walk around Manchester. The, 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 you're looking at people, looking at you and thinking, oh, you're not good enough. Questioning you as an individual, questioning you as a, as a team, as part of a team that didn't get through the group stages that you should have on paper. But, I mean, if you, if you strip it back and look at this squad, I, I think this squad needs real hard looking at. There's no pace in the squad. There's no power. Um, there doesn't seem to be great resilience at times and them, them leaders that you look for in, in situations like this that you need and it just at the moment it looks like people are looking around to each other rather than being the man to stand up and say listen I'm going to drag you through the forces and normally you see in top teams that there's not only one there's not only two there's three or four of them type of people within teams and I don't see that at the moment. That's a, that's a lot of weaknesses uh, for a side to have considering the amount of money that's been spent. Yeah as uh, like we keep saying not with 250 million quid and we're in a position where we where we can't qualify, and 
You have to say, it's, look, I think it's more of a disaster when you're surprised by it, but it, it doesn't really feel like a disaster makes I'm not surprised. It was, you know, it's a, it's a team that has been poor in almost every game in the Champions League, and it's in a, it's in a group that's shocking, really. Mm. You, you think of these two teams, will, will these two teams get to the quarter-final? Uh, I wouldn't have thought so. I, I think whatever team these two teams get will get knocked out in the next round. And that, I think that's how bad it is. Yeah, it's almost... I, th I feel that all that money that's been invested, it's almost a worse squad now than it, it was. And we were doing, a, we were looking at the, the players that Louis van Gaal's actually let go in his reign yeah. in the last 18 months since, you know, um, and the players he's let go, I'm sure that the team that we've put together would beat that, beat tonight's yeah. team, which is... Throw a few names at us. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty well, of... You've got, you got Nani. We had got Raphael Chicharita. and Vida and... Johnny Evans and Ever as a back four. We had yeah. Nani, we had Kagawa. Cleverly midfield. Cleverly. Pampers. Pampersi, Chicharita, Nani. Mm. That team would beat this team tonight. And a, we, we, we thought there was only two players of tonight's team that were getting the 11 that he's actually let go. Yanazai is another one. Welbeck. Chris Smalling would probably get in. Danny Welbeck. Danny Welbeck's another one. Chris Smalling would probably get in. Yeah. And Michael Carrick would probably get in. Apart from that, I think the players he's let go are actually better than what, what we've seen tonight. And that's after all that investment. Louis van Gaal, right man for the job. Can he take them forward from here? Very difficult. The big problem that I see as well is that if he's given them the checkbook and opened the checkbook again, mm. when he buys the players, are they going to be able to perform in this, in this system that he plays and the philosophy he's got? We saw a world-class player, genuine world-class player in Di Maria come into the club, leaves a, a year later for a, a downturn of maybe 20 million. And, and Janazai, another maverick of a player, gone. They're the type of players that normally excite the crowd at Old Trafford. And now we, we're seeing that these players aren't here. Yeah. I don't see players in the team at the moment who are beating players, who are getting you off the edge of your seat, going to pay money to go and watch, who yeah. excite you. I don't see that at the moment. It's, which is a disappointing fact. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, I, I think he is for now. He's still got three competitions to go for. I think it's, it's vital that he gets close to winning one, winning one of them, whether it's the League Europa League or FA Cup. Then I think it needs to be reassessed. Well, it's despondency, really, for Manchester United going out at this stage. Doom and gloom for the supporters. Yeah, very much so. We heard a bit of doom and gloom after the last home game, um, drawing 0-0 of West Ham, and I think that's going to continue. Um, they have to pick themselves up in the league. They're only three points off in the league, but here in the Champions League, they've, they've come a long way short. Yeah. Um, the players just haven't performed. They haven't had the results. And it's the creativity that worries me. Mm. They don't create chances. They don't give the opportunities to the strikers to score goals, really. And it's just not about the strikers not scoring goals. The people aren't providing the, the, the goals. And I think the, the team just looks so fragmented. The, the, the attackers, you go and attack, and the defenders and the two centre midfielders will sit and wait and, and wait for the team to stop them attacking. But it just they, don't, they haven't looked like they've gelled. They're not working together. And disappointing, really. Yeah, they're still in the top four in, in the Premier League, but five goalless draws this season. It's not what Manchester United about. Now an exit from, from the Champions League. It's, it's not good times. Well, it's no surprise, as we said, the players we mentioned before who, who are not at the club anymore, the goals that were in the team are not in the team anymore. That's why there's been five goalless draws in the last, in the last nine games and that, that has to improve. How far away are Manchester United from being a side that will challenge for big titles? Quite far, mm. I'd say. I mean, you, you look at the players now and you know, are there any world-class players in there? Yeah. David De Gea, definitely. Yeah. And then you're talking about, you know, you could probably argue one or two more. Um, Wayne Rooney, if he's on form, but he hasn't been on form for, 
for a while now. Um, so no, they're, they're quite a way off at the moment and that is the disappointing thing, having spent so much money that you, you know, you'd expect for, for that type of money, you'd be at least four or five world-class players in it's, the squad. It's, it's funny, six years ago, Rio just showed me a picture of a, a forward line, a celebration, um, just on his phone there. Ronaldo, Rooney, Berbatov, Tevez. God, that's a million miles away from where they are now, isn't it? Yeah, they're nowhere near that now. But as, as we said before, the players that they've let go up front, yeah. Welbeck, homegrown talent, Chicharito, um, these, these guys, and Robin Van Persie, they're, they're guaranteeing you goals. Chicharito is getting 15 plus every season. Robin gets you that every season. Welbeck offers different things and goals. So it's, it's disappointing to see that. And, and that the players that he's relying on, a 19 year old, as Scully said earlier, to be the main part of the team to play every week. When Ronaldo came to this club and Rooney, they were dipped in for three or four games, taken out for a couple mm. of games, dipped. They weren't the ones we relied on. Years and years of domination of not just English football, but a lot of success in Europe as well, Paul. Are, are, are Manchester United on the brink of becoming perhaps like Liverpool did after all that phenomenal success over a period of time? <laughs> <laughs> He's holding his head in his hands at that. I, that. I'm only here to ask the questions. Um, and don't cry, please, Paul. <laughs> I'm thinking of I'm the only one smiling about <laughs> No, yeah. Do you know what? The three points off top of the league. I know. Nobody wants yeah. to win the league. It, it just puts <laughs> it's, some, it's, it's a strange Apart piece. from Leicester, obviously. Um, but if someone can, if United can put something together, mm. which is looking unlikely, but you never know, no. if they can, they've got a chance of winning the league. Yeah. Mm. But do you know what? You won't be surprised if they won the league. You won't be surprised if they come sixth or seventh. Yeah. It's just that type but of thing. Surely that's know. only papering over the cracks. I mean, if they, even if they win the league, come second, third... You know, you can say from last season, well, it's an improvement coming second or third. But really, we're all watching it with, you know, the same eyes, aren't we? It's, it's yeah. a million miles I, I away from where Man United it, should in be. In the Champions League, where we're sitting today watching Champions League football, Manchester United should be mentioned in the same breath as the PSGs. Mm. The you should be Bayern able to spend 250 million quid. Yeah, exactly. But the Bayern Munichs, the Barcelonas, the Real Madrid's, Man United's within that group. You're used to seeing that. Yeah. But at the moment, they're a long way short. No. Lovely back heel to Silva though. Can he find Fernandinho? Better than that, he can find the net and nearly break it. Corp short and Borussia Mönchengladbach a level here. Vent across, Johnson steers it goalwards and it's finished by Raphael who looks across to find that he is onside. Turned back by Clichy, it's Sterling! Support from Sterling! He's done it again! Pulls it back for Bonnie, another chance, another goal! I remember that when we had the drawing in August, everyone said that was the death group, this one, with the best with the best leagues in the same in the same group. We started losing the first game here at Juventus, so to qualify two games before for me was a very important uh, a merit of the of the squad, uh, and after that, if we can win the group, it's better. Uh, we, I said when we finished against Juventus that the group was not finished. Everyone said that we were in the second half and talking about the draw, but we had to play the last game. Unfortunately, we play not so well the first half because we lose too many balls. But I think that with a brilliant second half, and not only we score goal, we didn't concede one chance to. To Borussia, Borussia, to Borussia is not easy when you are losing because you need to have space. We score three goals and we have another clear chances. 
Um, look, it's an interesting one this evening for this City side. You know, fantastic second half for them. Obviously, United going out and going into the Europa League makes it even sweeter for all the Blues around here. But they want to see more of this now. This is about performing like they did in the second half every single week. Well, it's consistency, Jake, you're talking about. And they had it at the beginning of the season, but uh, that has eluded them. There's no doubt about that in the last couple of months. Um, but in 90 minutes of football, if you're sitting in that half-time dressing room, the way they were playing, the way that Munch and Gladbach mm. were playing, you'd say that, that result's never going to happen. But to be fair, credit to them, they've come out and they've controlled the game. OK, the, the Germans give the ball away a lot second half, where they kept it well. But it was City's a little bit of pressure on them. They won the ball high up and uh, in the end created enough and had players that stepped up to the plate. We said that before the game. Yeah. The likes of Sterling, Boney came on and had an effect on the two goals and his own goal that he scored. So uh, you've got to say that, that Pellegrini's done, had a good uh, half-time talk and done well as a manager with his subs and the way he's got his team playing in mm. the second half. All the second half, it was one-way traffic, yeah. basically. Man City penned them in, dominated, and it was a matter of time before they got the equaliser, you know, and then suddenly, once they got that, you felt yeah. they would... And I think about the same time as well, the news sort of filtered through here that things were going their way Yeah, in that Spain was great, well, yeah. Though. Got round the stadium, that probably gave them a lift as well. Mm. Yeah. It was like momentum change wasn't it? Mm. off the pitch and on yeah. the pitch second half. There was a real upbeat. And the two goals so close together as well. Yeah, exactly. It just went bang, bang. That's football at this, this level. You know, if you take your eye off the ball like they did, like the Germans they did. They completely you get sloppy, went, didn't they? Yeah, if you get sloppy. Went, they, they couldn't put Again, two passes Again, you see Boney down the middle. And then you've got runners off him. And what a finish from Great the young finish. He, he needs to build on this performance, actually, doesn't he, Wilfred Bonny? Make sure he's not starting crucial matches like this. And let's... Not kid ourselves. This was a crucial game for City, and Manuel Pellegrini chose to start him on the bench. Yeah, you know, which was a bold decision considering he, you know, he's short of Aguero. And he, but listen, he got to give the manager credit again. He's done it the other week. He made changes last, you know, late in the game the other week. Went without a recognised striker. They got the late goal. De Bruyne scored in, in you know, and mm. and tonight again he's got it right. He's made good substitutions, and the second half performance was outstanding. But at times. It, They've almost acted and felt, the fans as well as the players, like they don't quite belong at the top table of European football. I think you know, now they've shown, they've, they've been given the toughest draw they could have had. They've won the group now. Kick they, on. Yep. They've got players here. When you've got Silva, when you get Aguero back, when you've got mm. company, they've got players here that can play you know, in any team. They've got some fantastic talent. So there'll be a, there's no reason they can't have a real run at this competition, mm. in my opinion, if they get their players fit. They've they got them strong. players back as well. They're yeah. the sort of players that will cherish playing against the top team. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and City, at the moment, they've got... The, Sterling was saying there, and we're all saying, oh, it's nice that they've won the league because they, they come unstuck when they come second. Well, in the next coming years, the owners want people to fear City. Oh, let's hope we don't yeah. get City. They're not at that stage yet, but let's hope they can make the, uh, the, the step up over the next few years. And, of course, by the time the Champions League does return after a bit of a break, the likes of David Silva are going to be fit and firing as well. Silver's top class. Get Aguero with Silver. Yeah. You know, suddenly mm -hmm. you've, got, you've got magic, you've got goals, you've got Silver playing balls into his runs. You know, you get company back in the side to tighten the defence up. And it'll be a different team again. Mm. Even Zabaleta coming back, you know, I think it's an excellent yeah. right back, great competitor. Get him back in the side. And it's, it's, it'll be a different team again. There's no reason they can't have a real a real crack at this competition. And I certainly could see them making a semi-final with, you know, at least. How much do they have to sort out their defensive frailties if that's, they are going to go as far as that? That's a massive problem for me. Against better opposition as well that, that are going to last 90 minutes. You know, I think the centre-halves, without company in there pulling the strings, I think they've got to go and get a striker, but they've certainly got to go and get a centre-half in January. 
the best may not be around, but mm. at the moment, these guys, I don't care how much, money doesn't mean they're great players. It just means that they're inflated and they're, because of the Premier League, what we, the money that we've got here. Because you, because you pay 35 million for centre-arms, don't mean they're, they're, they're better than anything else out there, in, in lower divisions even. Uh, and, and I think, you know, unless they become tighter against the top teams, then they will foul. But tonight is a great night offensively for them. They've come back and credit where it's due. Kolarov got forward well as well from left back today and made things happen. Difficult for Clichy on the other side, you know, it was, he was on the wrong side, it was, he did a job, but, uh, but overall it was, it was a good performance. There's been some good performances from Man City in, in, the, in the, the group you know, stages. The, the, the performance in Seville was top class. To yeah. go there and play that, that was as good as I've seen in a long time that night. Yeah. I think and actually, you look at the game so far, it probably is their best European campaign. They've had lows, they've had highs, but I think in terms of doing what they need to do to get Well, to they've always ended up drawing a Bayern Munich or a Barcelona, yeah. haven't they? Now they've got a chance, they could draw somebody, the players will come back fit, they'll get a few bodies back and, they, and they'll be, as I say, I think they're capable of having a yeah. real good run at the competition. Okay. I really do, Jake. Exhilarating second half display from Manchester City, Michael. Yeah, it was brilliant and, and fair play to them. I mean, 12 points in that group, it was a tough group. Mm. Obviously, the likes of Munch and Gladbach, like Juventus, um, Sevilla, it's not an easy group band. Get 12 points, deserves to top the league. Um, and it was uh, this is what you expect. They outscore teams, they really good attacking. Yes, they can see goals, but they're almost like Manchester United were a few years ago. They, they, they just out, outscore a lot of teams when they're on form. Created by um, Sterling, they had, it seemed to have a really good night. A couple of goals, assists in the other goals as well. Yeah, it was brilliant tonight. I think he's had a bit of criticism lately as well, with his finish in particular. But he's a man now. He's a, how old is he now? 21 today. 12, oh, very good. Well, you, people, <laughs> you, you forget how young he is, don't you? Jesus. He's been around forever. Yeah, young player, but you know, great quality. And this City team just, just say goals, so you don't know. The only problem they've got is they, they can see goals, and Michael, as Michael said, they're going to have to outscore teams if they're, if they're going to progress further into the, into the later stages. Well, what I like about Sterling is he seems like he's a, a kid who, who wants to prove still. He, he's had that big move up across to Man City from Liverpool, took a lot of flack, um, deservedly or not, but he still seems like he's someone who wants to improve and wants to develop his game and finishing the biggest part of his game that he needs to develop to, to take himself onto the level of some of the players that he's playing with now in this team. And, uh, but he seems like he's, he's got a desire to improve and to become a better player, which is what you want to see in a young player. Fantastic. How good can he be, Michael, do you think? Well, he's got the raw assets, hasn't he? He's got pace, which is just huge in the modern game. Um, I agree with Rio. His finishing is, is average and needs to improve, he's going to be top class because he gets chances, he's, he's got a nice touch, he's skillful, he can you know, assist, he can score um, but I'd like to see him score more and, and a lot of that is, is finishing, he gets a lot of chances mm. but those two finishes tonight weren't bad. Yeah. Uh, like him Paul? Yeah I like him, I think yeah. he's a, a great attacking player like Michael said, he's got pace, he can beat a man, just that final thing is is, is what we're really missing, but he's shown that today and, and City have done that without Aguero as well. Yeah. First time Manchester City have, have, have won the group stage, which obviously I have little list here, it means they miss Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico, Bayern Munich, and because of that goal there, important. Huge. I think you saw the smile on Joe Hart's face, he couldn't contain himself because he knows what it means. It means you miss out on the big guys and you've got more of an opportunity to progress in the tournament. And it's, it's, a, it's a huge thing because you go into the next stage of the, uh, the tournament and you get pit against a Barcelona or a Bayern Munich, it can be deflating after having such a high effort oh, we've qualified, but then you get one of them and you think, oh my gosh, 
this is going to be an uphill struggle. So if they can get a nice draw, they, they'll have a chance of, of, of going on and then playing the big boys at stages where it, it really becomes more of a nice knife edge. Paul, do you think Manchester City are progressing? Or, I, mean, I know they've had a few injuries this season, key injuries as well, but can you see a, a, a progress there, a positive one? I think they're still pretty similar to what they've been the last couple of years, capable of scoring goals and capable of, of leaking goals. I think the big Inconsistency thing... there, isn't there? Yeah, well, I don't know. It seems to be the same every year. They score goals and can see goals. <laughs> Inconsistency. <laughs> I think they need a little, a little bit of luck with a draw. To get PSG, I think they'll be struggling. But to get anybody else, I think they're through. Yeah. They can score goals, can't they? So you've always got a, a puncher's chance, you'd say, in boxing. If yeah. you can score goals, then you've always got a chance. Um, they've lost a lot of good players over the years as well. And I think the key is they can mix it with the big boys. I mean, I wouldn't say they've got no chance against some of the big boys, but provided the likes of company, Aguero... And the big players are fit. And oh, it's off the line, but Benzema there to finish off. Here is Cristiano Ronaldo. He makes it look simple. Danilo did well. Benzema, Danilo, Ronaldo. Ronaldo lining up the shorts. He has his hat trick. Ronaldo. Ravenous. Karim Benzema. It is number eight. Well, only one place to start. Your former teammate, Cristiano Ronaldo. He's irrepressible, isn't he? You can't stop the man. No, it's unreal, really. I mean, uh, the keeper, he'd have to go in their change room and really put his arm around the keeper and say thanks for a couple of the efforts in trying to save a few of his shots. I might shots. have done better than that keeper. Yeah, yeah but, um, but no, I mean, his desire to get in and score goals. You look at his stats there, they're just... That's just in one game. People aren't doing that over a course of a month. <laughs> Presses me is the extraordinary desire to score goals. Two's not enough, three's not enough, four wouldn't be enough. It's just constant, isn't it? Yeah. Goal scorers like that are a rare breed, aren't they? There's something about them. There's a selfishness. There's a, yeah. there's a, it, it's almost not a nice trait to have, you know, some of the things that, that we probably yeah, had as, as players. Yeah. And a lot of people joke, you know, even if you get beat but a goal scorer scores, yeah. then they're quite happy. I think Ruud van Nistelrooy was, yeah. was of a similar ilk and... You don't want to be like that, but it's just that's and he I, is I like so. That, I think that's brilliant. Yeah, that's your that's your business. Isn't yeah, it? That's, that's what you live for. So yeah. centre forwards and people. Like and he's just like that, isn't he? That, As yeah. you say, he's yeah. almost a bully. It's almost like a, a nasty. If they've scored eight, he wants to score nine right. and break another. Record. I'm sure you were the same. Any game you ever played in, if you didn't score, you, you, you whatever the result, you'd be marginally yeah. disappointed. There's a tinge of you, but that's nobody nobody it? shows it quite like Ronaldo no. does. Do they? I don't know. Ruud van Nistelrooy came close. Was he? Was he? Oh. <laughs> He just had a naturally long face. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look who's in the um, last 16 of the Champions League. Uh, group winners, Real Madrid, Wolfsburg, Atletico Madrid, Man City, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Chelsea and Zenit. A uh, pretty tasty looking list. Uh, they can't play each other, of course, in the last 16, but uh, there you go, Arsenal are in. That's the important thing for them. So that's how the last 16 of the Champions League looks and to find out who plays who in the Champions League knockout stage. Join us here on BT Sport Europe on Monday at 10.45 for the all-important draw. That will be followed by the draw for the knockout stage of the Europa League at midday. Three English teams are in the draw. It's, I, I think going into this evening, we'd have been quite surprised by that. Well, I, I did tell you that yesterday, if you remember, I told you I'd three. Actually... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did go for three. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to But bother. you did say Manchester United will be one of them. Yeah, that was my heart talking. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's pleasing to see yeah. three teams go through. I think if um, any less would have got... People would have been doubting the league even more than what they are at the moment. But three of us going through, and Man City and, and, and Chelsea, if they catch a bit of form by February, could turn it around and could be a, 
teams to be feared a little bit when yeah. they go into the, uh, into the draw. We've got time to have a look at a couple of the morning uh, newspaper headlines. Daily Mail goes, kiss of life. Hattrick hero Giroud, of course. Our hero, Olivier Giroud, again in the mirror. And uh, Greek <laughs> god. Stretching it a little bit from the sun, I think, a little bit. And uh, Ozil's tweeting as well, whatever that says, yar, gunners, yar, or something yeah. like that. And Theo Walcott as well. Everyone's tweeting after a victory in, and so should they. Absolutely right. Um, yeah. Like I said, what we want now is a bit of consistency and um, go on now to win the league and the Champions League. Can an English team win it, Steam? I think it's a big ask. Uh, I think, <laughs> That's a no, then. I think um, yeah. Arsenal will certainly have to maybe dig deep in January and add a couple. Okay. For sure. Uh, well, that's it for the group stages of the Champions League. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Roll on February. Look forward to the knockout stage from all of us here. A very goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Champions League podcast. We'll be back again next round for more of the best insight and analysis. See you then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.